Over on the far side, Rock and Horse, the Astrologers together with September Run on the near side. Levante led them, but it's over on the far side. Rock and Horse, Rock and Horse in front. It's going to be an absolute boil over. Rock and Horse won the new market from the Astrologers September Run, and then for fourth, what's that's there with 101 shot Levante. winning the new market handicap. But no doubt, it's the highlight of the career of uh, Patrick Maloney who joins us this morning. I could imagine it'd be years down the track, Patrick, and whenever you hear that replay or watch that replay, it's always going to bring a big smile to your face. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, obviously being able to watch the replay a couple of times this week, just revising over the form. So uh, every time I watch it, uh, certainly I'm, I'm grinning like a Shershi cat, that's for sure. Uh, it was a weird race. I mean, I know you were, you were and I, the fist pump from you was, was, you know, summed it all up. It was a, a great moment in time for you, but it was a very unusual edition of the new market. And the more the, the data people broke down the sectional splits from the inside division and the outside division, horses like Lost and Running and Home Affairs just sort of lost the, lost their way. It was such an unusual split division and you were very much in the right division down on the inside, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a part of straight racing, is a, a, and a part of with majority of big races. A lot of comes down to a lot of lot of luck and 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 timing and um and and picking your right lanes. And um, yeah, I was fortunate enough that day up the straight, which usually sort of plays to the middle or the outside. But um, the day of the new market, it was paying down to the inside, and I drew down on the inside section. So I was in um, an area which they sort of laid a. After the, it was done and dusted, it was the better part of the track. But um, yeah, look, my my mare that day, she she put in a mighty performance. She she put in a PB, and um, she what she it showed the stats showed that she didn't ever run uh, any of the quickest sectionals at all through any of the sections. But she was the only horse who was able to sustain um, solid sectionals throughout and sustain pressure up that straight racing which I think is quite um, pivotal um, especially a, a tough 1200 group one race like the new market. It's interesting to work out how that works that works out for today's race Mike Moroni said something interesting this morning about because it was an unusual new market he's, he's reference points are more the previous New Zealand form of rock and horse and close up runs behind the Levantes of this world I find it hard and I think a lot of the punters will find it hard to work out how that new market market win translates to how Rock and Horse might go on a wet track first up over a thousand metres around a turn today. What what do you make of this challenge today? Yeah, look, it's a stepping stone for uh, for, uh, for a big preparation for uh, for sure. I think um, I I believe and and revising over a New Zealand case again, uh, she, she's a superior horse on, on firmer footing and, and her record speaks for that. Um, uh, she's trialled up at, at Flemington uh, on on wet ground. Obviously, we've had a bit of a sort of wet month, um, and I tell you what, she's improved. Um, and if this was a firm track and she was facing against these horses today, I would say she'd be uh, going pretty close. And not not that she can't go close today, but I think she's come back a better animal this time around, mentally and physically. Um, thousand metres might be short of her best, but we know she can hold a good, strong gallop. And um, I think she's she's just a much more rounded animal this time around. I'm really amazed the way she's come back, and I'm hoping she stands up. And I'm very confident that she will the way 
Um, she's prepped up for this run, but there's plenty of um, fuel left in the tank and plenty of improvement after today. But um, I'd be surprised if um, she doesn't run a big race. When you put it into perspective, as a Group 1 new market winner, so it's not a soft race. You've got to be pretty good. You've got to be pretty tough. And that was a damn good feel. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been 100 to 1. But why is she almost the outsider of the field today? The only, I think she's the only Group 1 winner in that race. Um, she looks over the odds. I'm not saying that you're going to go there thinking you're, you're definitely going to win her. She'd be a good thing. But you've got to scratch your head a little bit with a CV like that. And she's um, the second outsider in the field. Yeah, she's uh, very underestimated. Uh, I'm doesn't worry us. We've done it before. And I think sort of a lot of people put us down as a one-hit wonder. But um, I'm pretty confident this preparation, she's actually she's going to prove a lot of people wrong. Um yeah, a lot of people sort of underestimated her and, oh, yeah, that, that freak fluke winner in the new market and, and that, yeah, it's a great story and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I can't see her getting to any of those heights again. But um, I'm quietly confident. I know Mike and his team are quietly confident too that she she's come back better than ever. And, um, yeah, look, I, I would have liked a, a soft track, um, not a heavy. Um, but I think... Um, Nonetheless, the, the scratchings have, have really brought her in as well. Um, she's um, only a field of six now, and at her record compared to the six runners in this race, out, outside of Bella Nipotina, who's consistently raced at sort of that top level, like she should be, she should be favourite, really. You know? Well, there you go. That's a that's a good push there. But I think you summed up the sentiment from most punters is that they're sort of writing it off as a one-off fairy tale. The new market, a hundred to one, and haven't factored in the next race. Hey, just your, I remember early in Chapata's career, um, you and Mike Mike had hired you as the the, the 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 number one stable jockey. But then it sort of you drifted away a little bit. Good to see um, that you've hung in there and and that Mike Moroni is still still there for you, especially with a horse like Rock and Horse. But it's been a wavering relationship, but it seems to be pretty solid again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Mike, it was never any any issue between me and me and Mike. I mean, I rode for him for two and a half years as sort of his number one man, and was in there doing a stack of work and. Um, uh, he he had a lot of clients that pay a, uh, pay a lot of money for high quality animals, and, and they always wanted to be, you know, winning the big group ones. And unfortunately, we weren't able to sort of um, get any of those big elusive group one races that sort of horses were pinpointed for. Most like uh, more to the point, the horses weren't good enough. <laughs> uh, it was as simple as that. And the first point of call and, and references to is the change of a jockey or something like that, and, and which is fair enough. So the, the, his clients sort of wanted a bit of a change, um, try try something else, which is fair call. If something's not really working and they're not, they're paying good money. Um, so, yeah, so after sort of two, two and a half years riding for him, we sort of just went our separate raids. I still rode on and off for Mike. Me and him call and chat all the time and stuff like that. And it's just by chance and sort of laugh six months to, you know, 12 months, a few horses have popped up on his radar that have had lightweights and him and I get along great. And he said, look, you're interested in riding this lightweight and stuff like that. And we had a lot of success in the last sort of back half of the autumn carnival with the likes of Rock and Horse, Milford, not an option and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's never been any um, bad blood between Mike and I. He's, he's a champion bloke and I get along with him great. And, um, his clientele are back on board the Paddy Maloney sort of 
bandwagon, so to speak, in small doses. So, um, yeah, happy to rekindle our relationship. You're uh, getting plenty of rides for, for Mick Price and uh, Mick Kent uh, Jr. Uh, you've got a number of rides for them over the next couple of days, including your other ride. You've got two rides at uh, Mooney Valley today, which kicks off um, the program with, uh, with a filly called uh, Denied, who's uh, looking like she's got plenty of ability in a, in a pretty good race. Yeah, she's a lovely filly. Um, she she got put away after her last win at, at, at Pakenham, and then her, her target is to see how she measures up in the in the three year old filly races this spring. And, and this is a kickoff point for her at over twelve hundred. I, I think um, as she progresses through the preparation, she she'll want further than twelve hundred today. But um, she's prepped up well. Um, she hasn't had a real lot. My only concern is the heavy track for her as well. You know, she hasn't trialled as well on the heavy at Cranbourne um, as what she did last preparation on firmer footing and, and gone to the races and, and ran um, great great races. Um, but her gallops have been excellent. Uh, she's a cracking filly to look at, and I think um, whatever she does today, um, she'll improve a lot out of fitness-wise, and I think you'll see a, a, a different horse on firmer footing, but um, it's a part of her preparation to kick her off today as she builds to get the miles in her legs, probably disturbed. She's going to be targeting those mile filly races later on in the prep, but she, she's a lovely filly and, and she should run a good race and she should be strong for the line. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Paddy, do jockeys fantasise? You know how everyone fantasises about something in their own field of expertise. Do you, do, do you fantasise about what it would be like to ride the world's best horse, to have him underneath you, and what, what it would feel like to ride something as supersonic as Bayeed? Oh, absolutely. It's, Did you watch his race? Yeah, I think I think oh, it's just unbelievable what he's been able to do. He, he's, as they say, and they've started to discuss after the race, he's up in the elements of their best courses in terms of Frankel and see, see the Stars and stuff like that, you know, and then they start to make comparisons with us, with us over here and, and the like. Not that they think that we're anywhere near on the same echelon as them, which I think is a joke, but anyway. But um, that's what, if you don't dream as, as a jockey of, of riding the best horses in the world, you, you're either you're fooling yourself or you, you shouldn't be a jockey, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, we all dream of finding our black caviar, winks or, you know, the like of that, um, for sure. But they're um, too far and few between, you know. But, um, yep, I'm definitely that is what everyone strives for. And I would love to find a horse of a lifetime that, um, you know, last, last um, autumn, the the horse has probably sort of changed my life in a, in a little bit of ways. The horse that I'm riding today in Rockin' Horse, and yeah. it's sort of put me on the map a little bit. And um, hopefully, I've I've got a few horses that I've been doing a bit of work on that will be down in the weight for a few spring races. So looking forward to them, and hopefully I can um, be um, right in amongst it. Absolutely. Hey, good on you, Paddy. Good luck today, mate. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt.